0: This is a download from the Clinical Audit Support Centre Limited. To find out more visit www.clinicalauditsupport.com Hello everyone and welcome to the second newscast of 2009 covering all the happenings in the world of clinical audit from April to June. As usual it's been an eventful quarter with lots going on. Sadly, my co-director Tracy Ruthven is unable to join me to share her thoughts with you, but as always, we have discussed the recent events of the last three months, so this is very much a joint review looking at recent clinical audit activity. As with previous newscasts, we'll turn our attention initially to look at what has been happening at a national level and finish with details of forthcoming events and conferences that may be of interest to you and your colleagues. As per usual, the main national news relates to the Healthcare Quality Improvement Partnership and the National Clinical Audit Advisory Group. We will also briefly cover news from the National Audit Governance Group and update you on work that we at the Clinical Audit Support Centre have been undertaking. To start with HQIP, the consortium have been their usual busy selves over the last three months, running their national conference at the Belfry in April and launching the new Clinical Audit Forum, only a couple of days ago at the start of July. Sadly the Clinical Audit Support Centre were not invited to attend the HGRIP conference at the Belfry in April so we were unable to provide detailed first-hand feedback. However from speaking to audit colleagues who did attend it appears that the conference proved a great success and that those lucky enough to attend gained valuable insights into current and future initiatives relating to audit. We understand that delegates were given the opportunity to pass comments on products that Hquip have recently procured, as well as gaining the opportunity to listen to a number of expert keynote speakers. The event also incorporated the inaugural Clinical Audit Awards, and we would like to congratulate Stafford and Hampshire Partnership Trust, Older Hay Children's Hospital and Southampton University Hospitals NHS Trust for their success. For those of you who want more details on the conference, please visit the HQIP website where all the presentations can be downloaded. The other major piece of news from HQIP relates to the much-awaited launch of the National Clinical Audit Forum, or NCAF for short. Although Tracy and I have only had a small amount of time prior to recording this podcast to look at this new resource, we would like to commend HQIP on the new forum. The site appears familiar to Facebook in structure and feel, and boasts a wide range of facilities, including the ability to set up and join groups and networks, the opportunity to start discussions on the forum, and the facility to add information, for example job vacancies, forthcoming events and documents etc. We encourage audit professionals to sign up to the NCAF and help populate the forum with useful information. Trace and I will provide a more detailed review of NCAF in our next newscast. In terms of other brief news from HQIP, as we reported in the last newscast, work on a range of procured new products continues, and these will be launched in July 2009. HQIP also recently revealed that they are providing funding of up to £3,500 per year to support regional audit networks, and bids can also be made for up to £10,000 per year to support multi-site audit projects. There have also been a number of important personnel changes at HQIP with the arrival of Jane Moore, Mandy Smith and Liz Smith into the local quality improvement team. Heading in the opposite direction and departing the organisation is Elquit National Lead Darren Thorne. We would like to congratulate Darren on his role in helping establish HQIP but it is slightly disappointing that he will no longer be involved in driving the reinvigoration of clinical audit at a national level. We hope that the new appointments will lead to a period of stability and continuity within the Elkwit. Turning our attention to the National Audit Governance Group, known as NAG, sadly there is little to report as few new documents or resources appear to have been added to their website since the last newscast was recorded in April. The last set of NAG minutes relate to December 2008 and their forum appears relatively quiet. Perhaps the main news to note with regard to NAG relates to their involvement in discussions over NCAG's new definition of clinical audit. This has led to NAG establishing a special forum on their website that has resulted in over 20 posts and comments. We will pick up on this in more detail when looking at the activities of the National Clinical Audit Advisory Group in a few moments time. In terms of news from us at the Clinical Audit Support Centre, we've had a busy spring and the main news to report is that we now provide a fortnightly online jobs bulletin. This resource has been very well received by clinical audit professionals and each bulletin contains full details of current audit and governance vacancies from across the UK. Job vacancies are sourced from a number of publications and websites most notably the NHS Jobs website, so if you're looking for a change of workplace, please keep an eye out for the Jobs Bulletin on our website. In further news, we have been working hard on a range of new accredited courses, including our High Impact Leadership for Clinical Audit Professionals course. This is a six-day residential programme that we've developed in conjunction with author and professional trainer Andrew Coke. The course is accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management and will be formally launched at our 2020 conference in September, with the first intake of learners scheduled to begin early in 2010. We also published the third issue of our popular online journal, Clinical Audit Today, in May, and this includes a number of thought-provoking articles, plus a new feature written by the grumpy old auditor. The journal is available via the CASC website and we are always looking for interesting articles and examples of best practice to share with the clinical audit community, so please get in touch if you would like to submit an article to us. Finally, in terms of CASC news relating to our innovative work, our first ever Dragon's Den event took place on the 20th of May and was won by Alice Kennedy. The day proved a great success and feedback will be available soon. We should also note that our planned series of webinars has been pushed back to the autumn. Please keep checking the website for more details. Concluding our roundup of news by looking at the National Clinical Audit Advisory Group, there are a number of major updates to report in relation to NCAG. First, their website has been overhauled and information relating to NCAG can now be found via www.dh Dot gov.uk dot forward slash AB forward slash ncag forward slash index.htm. The updated website is definitely an improvement on the original site and it is now much easier to locate relevant information, for example, meeting minutes and the list of members. Second, NCAG recently published a two-page document entitled What is clinical audit? The document sets out NCAG's view in relation to clinical audit and includes information on what audit is not, characteristics of clinical audit and a new definition for clinical audit. The new definition is as follows clinical audit is the quantitative assessment of the quality, principally the effectiveness of care being provided compared either to agreed, documented, evidence based criteria or to the performance of other providers or commissioners. Its aim is to stimulate quality improvement and to assess their impact. The new definition has clearly created quite a stir in clinical audit circles since it was formally unveiled by Professor Nick Black at the HWIP conference in April. Very few people we have spoken to were aware that NCAG were working on a new definition for audit, and a section of the NAG forum canvassing opinion from audit professionals has led to a lively and frank debate. The majority of those who have posted comments on the NAG forum, including NAG chair Robin Sasseru, appear unhappy with NCAG's new definition. Clearly further debate is needed, and we understand that NCAG are holding a series of meetings in the autumn, to discuss the new definition and these will be held with nag on the 7th of September those who lead and manage national clinical audits on the 10th of September and with other key representatives including the department of health and professional associations on a date yet to be agreed from our perspective we welcome the discussion on what a clinical audit is but feel that it would have been helpful if interested parties including audit professionals had been forewarned about plans to revise the definition for clinical audit. We would also have preferred audit staff to have been actively engaged in helping to rewrite the definition at the start of the process, not the end. Further, audit staff that we regularly liaise with now seem very confused in terms of what is going on and we would advise that it is vital that all national bodies agree a single workable definition for clinical audit as soon as possible. Tune in to the October newscast for an update on what has been agreed. In further news from NCAG, the group members met on the 24th of June and minutes of their meeting are available via their website. In terms of a quick summary, the minutes provide updates on progress with national audits and details of a number of important NCAG subgroups that have recently been established. There is information on criteria for prioritising new National Clinical Audits and an update on PICANET. The minutes outline future funding arrangements for National Clinical Audits and it is estimated that only £700,000 will be available for the new National Clinical Audits in the 2010-11 financial year. The NCAG minutes also provide a useful insight into the work of HQIP from an NCAG perspective. HQIP CEO Robin Burgess attended the meeting and provided an update on the education and training strategy and he also presented a paper on the principles of good quality audit. On a final note, it is good to see that NCAG and HQIP are considering following in our footsteps by developing a podcasting facility. No specific timeline for this has been mentioned, but the first podcast will rather appropriately look at what is clinical audit. Incidentally, NCAG are due to hold their next meeting on the 23rd of September. Moving away from the national bodies, there is lots to report with regard to future events and conferences that audit professionals will be interested in. Indeed, autumn is a particularly busy time for national events, starting with our own Clinical Audit 2020 conference in Leicester on the 16th of September. This is followed by the International Society for Quality in Healthcare's 26th annual conference in Dublin taking place from the 11th to the 14th of October. The event boasts an enviable lineup of speakers from across the world and more details can be located via www.isqua.org. October also sees Healthcare Events Audit Conference in Manchester on the 21st of the month and this is followed by HQIP's National Clinical Audit Summit in London on the 3rd of November. More details of this particular event are available on the HQIP website, and interest is expected to be high with Lord Darcy confirmed as the keynote speaker. Returning attention to healthcare events, they have confirmed that next year's annual conference in London will take place from the 9th to the 10th of February. Okay, I think that pretty much wraps up the main news covering April to June 2009. I hope you found the content of this podcast informative. We will be recording the next newscast in October and this will review all the comings and goings in the world of clinical audit from the third quarter of the year, plus extensive feedback on our third National 2020 Conference. So farewell until next time.